Say, hey, look at this article I found. Oh. Act, act like you're texting it to me. <laughs> you're not supposed to say act like you're <laughs> texting it to me. Okay, text it to me. Okay, here you go. Okay, I'm reading the title. Demon Time, yes. how a former actress turned Christian EDM singer. Let's just stop right there. Yes. How a former actress turned Christian EDM singer from small town New York became a Pentecostal faith healer for the TikTok era. This that, is a great That's sentence. a banana. First of all, that's a bananas title, which yes. I like already. <laughs> Second, I'm scanning the article and oh wait, you're quoted in the article. I get it. I get well, it. I you get know it. it's quality this journalism. Is, this is that uh, way. this is show off time. This is Weird Religion, a podcast for people who know religion is weird and love it anyway. I'm Leah Payne, and I guess you could call me a charismatic. I'm Brian Doak, and I have the spiritual gifts of a Baptist. And together... We are Pat Robertson. (laughs) (laughs) Is he really? That's what he is, I think. He is a charismatic Baptist. I love this joke. And I think we should just keep it going. Today, though, we are going to be talking about exorcisms in the park and social media apostle Catherine Crick with Sam Kestenbaum. Sam is an award-winning journalist who writes about religion in America for the New York Times, um, among other great venues, such as his new piece on Catherine Crick, aforementioned, called Demon Time. Join us. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really happy to be here. Welcome, welcome. We were just having an argument about Catherine Crick. <laughs> we had a 30-minute argument about this topic before you came on. <laughs> yes, it, we were supposed to be preparing. It was veering toward getting ugly, but we both backed off from the cliff, <laughs> from the duel, from the true cliff. Yes. We decided to save it for today, for this for this session. Happy to, you know, elicit some any kind of response from <laughs> I think he should be the so. judge. I think we should have the argument. We should probably read And then he should be the it. judge. Let's start off with the argument. Sam, you be the judge of this argument, but we gotta keep it brief to get Sam in here, right? Yeah. Okay, my point right away, I just came in hot. I was like, look, I watched I watched Catherine Crick. And we're gonna play, by the way, for listeners who don't know who Catherine Crick is or what we're talking about, we've got a link to the article um, in the show notes. You can read it, you can look her up, she's all over the place online, but we're gonna play a couple uh, clips. Here was my comment that Leah objected to. I actually, and and Sam and I, we don't know each other, but like I gr- actually grew up in a context like this, partly. Um, in a I TikTok w- church. Not, yes, not, not TikTok. TikTok was not around. <laughs> I grew up in a charismatic environment where my first thought, I don't know what I was prepared for, but my first thought was, I know, I know like 12 people like Catherine Crick who do services and do stuff just, I've been to these services. I've been parts of these services, like as, a, as an audience member participant, not as a Catherine Crick figure, okay? So I was like, oh, yeah, she's like a run of the mill, like Toronto, like third wave charismatic. That's what she <laughs> no, is. Like, but what you not, said, I said was, she, I said she's, not, she's special. not special. I said she's not special. She's not special. I did say that. I did say that. And I said, what are you talking about? She is very special. Do you think of, you know, that there are, there are, I agree, people who do this kind of thing in their living room everywhere, all over the place, probably all over the world, but do they have a million or however many bazillion TikTok followers that she has? Of course, that of course they special. Of that course, is special. I'm saying the content though. The content is something yeah, you can but find. I at think meetings the form and the content kind of go together. Okay, they clearly Sam. matter. Sam, weigh in. We're gonna listen <laughs> to some clips of Catherine, but you got to weigh in right away on the argument. Right. Yeah. No. Well, you know, you're both right. <laughs> oh. Yes. That's. Oh no. That's <laughs> no. the correct answer. That's very nice. No, but no, but I mean, I, you know, I'm being uh, silly there, but I do think that you know, there's a a thing that I try to bring out, and I think in, in approaching a lot of topics that I that I find interesting is that things can be novel 
things can be old and novel at the same time. Sure. Mm. And, um, and I think that, you know, we see that, we see so much of that with a, with a person like Crick. Um, mm. And, and I mean, in your point sort of, of the, of like almost like a middling quality, Brian is, is kind of interesting too. Um, just in terms of her, like maybe in some contexts is middling or, or, you know, um, familiar, but in the context of, 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 you know, how people consume TikTok, which is like sort of the, a very passive at times, like scrolling, right. You know, she's, she will stick out in, in, in the, you know, in the, the healing hashtag perhaps. Right. (laughs) Because I don't know if you are, you know, you know, that, that that she's bringing a familiar um, move ministry act shtick, uh, whatever word we want to use into, into different venues. Um, Well, you write in this article, which is, there's so many good sections of this article, but one of my, one of the ones that really stood out to me is you talk about how she stayed up late at night, late into the night, making these videos. And one of the things that's so extraordinary to me is just the, the level of content that she gives people that is very special. Did she tell you about her process? She did. I, you know, I, I had to, um, you know, I, I invited her to, to give me some insight into the sort of the mechanics of it. Um, I, I won't say that's exa- necessarily what she would, you know, always foreground. I mean, you know, we spoke at length um, many, you know, for, for in, in, several interviews. Um, you know, I met up with her, we spent time together. Um, so, you know, so th- those reflections on, on sort of how she constructs these clips, which, um, you know, it, it basically it came over time. And what I was asking her to reflect on in that, in that quote was like, how do you, one, do you edit these yourselves? Which she, she does. Mm. And, um, like what do you? How do you choose what the what sort of what the juiciest sections are? Mm-hmm. Um, and and she at that point that she gave me the, this quote um, where where I'm going to paraphrase where she says basically you know she the faces were key the faces of the people that she is healing mm. are key uh-huh. and and we'd also been talking about whether she found I asked her if she found a demon possession to be scary. Oh. And I think, I think we'll hear some of these, but I, well, but I asked her like, you know, is this, yes, we, she, yes, cause, we cause, cause Catherine didn't grow up in a charismatic environment. Um, uh, and she came into it later in life um, when she was in LA and, and I asked her when she started seeing demons, whether it was a scary thing. Cause, cause it, cause it um, is, is quite a shocking, uh, you know, uh, experience performance. And she said no, but then she described in these videos that she'd be editing of people that she'd be healing that she wanted on the one hand to evoke some of that, what she said, creepiness, you know, that there's a creepiness to the, to what's happening. Demons can be creepy, right? but it can't stay there Mm. in her telling, you know, it needs, there needs to be that really tight narrative arc of scariness and then um, freedom. But, but just so getting her, I mean, you know, we might look at these videos and and say, Oh, that's what's happening. But to hear her, the creator, the architect, the maker of this religious media, you know, describing that, uh, arc, uh, when I heard it, I said, when I heard it, I said, okay, that's, that's going right in. The, yeah. This, okay. Let's, let, let's, let's dive into this arc. I want to yep. play a video. This is on the five F church. Five F stands for fivefold ministry of the, teach, her, the her teacher, church. teacher, the prophet, the apostle, the, whatever the other two are, I forgot. Um, but this is a biblical thing. Um, and these are videos they've posted. So we're not like cherry picking these off of some like site making fun of her or something like that. This is stuff that they are promoting. They're saying, this is what we're doing. This is great. 
Um, this one is called Mass Deliverance Like We Have Never Seen Before. Thank you, Jesus. And the people who are crying and screaming, that's like a crowd kind of gathered in a semicircle around her um, in a parking lot. So a couple of people are like shaking on the ground. There's a woman writhing on the ground. I know that's loud, but I think that's part of what you need to hear. <laughs> okay, so this is, okay, so speak of the arc though. Let's get to a spot in the arc. So she's going to let this kind of happen and she's praying, but then she's going to come over to the person and actually like lay hands on them. Now the woman is basically fainting. She's breaking. Here's another person. I'm trying to find the spot in that arc that you talked about, Sam, where it's like, then there's the moment of the deliverance. Oh, here I think so. Oh, there we go. Okay. So the person has been delivered. There, some things have happened, but you can hear the clapping. And so like, that's, is that, is that the arc? It's like, it's like the screaming, the scary. She kind of approaches the person. She's going to pray. Then there's a breakthrough often with certain cues that she will give, like counting down from three or something like that. Does that, what did it feel like to be there in person and see something like that? Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it, it was a show. It was a, it was an experience. It was, it was, um, you know, I, I, I got into it. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, um, visited several times, um, at the, this, the park in LA where she was holding this, she's moved a couple times all in outside parks. Um, not moving to the brick and mortar, interestingly. Mm. And, you know, the, you know, a thing to, to, that might be interesting to reflect on or to you know, tell you guys about is, you know, going to these venues, you know, as a reporter is always interesting because I, um, uh, a couple of times I visited and I was um, what, what we call like gathering string, sort of just going, uh, doing early um, preliminary work. Um, I think I hadn't even made contact with, with Catherine yet. Um, and just going to sort of see if this was worth my time, worth my effort. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I wouldn't go with a notepad in hand or, or really, you know, only chat people up sort of very casually, not sort of thrust myself into their lives and ask them questions about why they're there or whatever. And once I'd spoken to Catherine and decided it was, it, it was something to get into, then I, then I went with notepad in hand and did my sort of crowd work. Um, and, um, you know, a thing that, that struck me about the, the, the crowds there, which I tr try to describe in, in the piece is that, um, I mean, th there are people who, who are coming there to, to, who are coming there for deliverance. Yes. But there are, you know, curiosity seekers too. Mm. And, you know, this is, this is, this is a crowd of discerning people um, who want, you know, entertainment or, uh, um, something to do on their Sundays as well. They, you know, they come, they lay out picnic blankets, they have snacks, wow. <laughs> um, you know, there's a fruit vendor nearby, you know, one of these rainbow umbrella fruit vendors that are all over, um, LA with, uh, you know, watermelon and, and melons. And they sit there in the park and they watch, uh, uh, demons rise on the ground. And, and, you know, sometimes in these venues, I, I might feel, Oh, am I, are, I might wonder, Oh, am I like imposing myself upon, this right. sacred event or, you know, that might be an inclination that a reporter might have, or it's an outsider might have. Mm. Am I, am I a voyeur here? Am I interrupting something 
uh, special. And, you know, everyone has their phone out <laughs> in these venues. Everyone's taking pictures. Yeah. Everyone's zooming in. Look like there's prof- some professional camera people in the clip we just uh, played as well. Right. And, and I mean, and, and, and the church itself, uh, as I think we're, as, as, you know, listeners are sort of getting, I mean, is a, is a media production. Um, they are, you know, there are three people who are, who have their cameras on her at all times. There's a tri- tripod. There's a, um, it is a, a, it is a, like happening in a, in a specific physical place, but most of the audience is uh, online for this event. Um, so, so if I feel like I'm sort of bringing meat, you know, sullying this thing with media, I look around and say, well, actually everyone's sort of making media here. So, um, I think it's, uh, I think it's okay. Um, I sort yeah. of feel like if you can make it in LA because they're the most entertained to advertise to people, or at least like when, when I've done, when I've traveled to LA to do research, I'm always just struck by how everywhere you go, you're bombarded by like movie trailers. And one time I was just like walking around, on the sidewalk at night and there was like projected from the street lamp was something about a new show on the sidewalk. So like you couldn't even just walk into a restaurant or something. So it's, I think what also another thing that's special about, about her, Brian. Oh, she's still making the argument. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're still doing that, this. Okay. We're, yeah. We're, this will never end. I, I am like a dog with a bone, but um, is that there's a lot of competition in Los Angeles and in, in like these TikTok spheres. Yeah. So while she is, you know, she's not maybe the most charismatic camera person that I've seen. Like, you know how there's some people to this day, if you watch Jimmy Swagger, which I do, I check on his yeah. television show every now and then, he's still got it. Like whatever it is, you're just kind of like, I want to see hear what that guy. Well, so I don't think right. that her charisma really like right. is next level, but she's beating out a lot of competition. Well, to carve out a space for herself. Yeah, I wonder, Sam, if you could talk about wh- why do you think she's beating out competition? I mean, my own sense of her, I'm like looking at her and I mean, you know, she's she's attractive. She wears attractive clothing, but she's got like a little bit. I mean, I don't I don't know if the, how this sounds but like she's got kind of an odd edge to her, like some of the faces she makes and stuff. I mean, it, this actually reminds me, I read in uh, the, the interview, Sam, that this um, this site, The Revealer, did with you. And, and in your reporting, it seems like you have a really good sense that religious leaders are really good at media. Like, they're great at crowd work. They're, you know, and this seems like a really helpful thing to realize. Like, I've often thought about how the secular marketplace should be clamoring to try to hire pastors for sales and PR jobs. And <laughs> totally. Because they can turn anything around. Like, with that in mind, and given the fact that that's been a a sensitive point of your reporting and your profiling. Like, what do you think she's got that that's, that's working? Like, is there something that she's really good at in particular? Is there one thing she's good at in particular? Like, how is she winning in this market? Because like, you know, like Leah said, like, right. this is a tough market for this kind of stuff. Like, does she, does she have something that's, is, is it that she's really good at TikTok? Was she like, when you met with her, was she particularly charismatic in person? Like what was the, yeah. what was So, it? I mean, yeah, I'm going to give like a, you know, like a sort of frustrating answer probably, but, um, <laughs> no problem. you know, I mean the, you know, the other piece of this, which I, which I get at in the piece is that this is also a question of timing too. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I, I sort of lightly try to place her in this like context of, you know, coronapreneurs, like, Love that word. Especially, you know, I mean, right. I, I, I sort of hate it, but I sort of like it too. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the idea that, that like every disaster is an opportunity to, to entrepreneur uh, is a, is an interesting one. And, and, you know, in, in LA or, you know, all over, all over 
uh, all over this country, you know, there are sort of these these tales of like the plucky entrepreneur doing, you know, uh, you know, backyard barbecue or like delivery drinks. And, you know, these are sort of written, you know, I think these sort of get a certain kind of coverage as like an inspirational tale of like capitalistic pluck in like in hard times. Sure. Um, so, so I, you know, I see her in, in, in some way as, you know, part of a, a, a sort of a boom in, in religious entrepreneurship in, in, in the early I mean, we're still, I, I suppose, in the pandemic, but in the in those early months of the pandemic, when places were closed, um, other people I've written about who have passed through California, or, or if, who who are in California or passed through or passed through LA, are like Sean Foyt, who who led these these um, uh, let us worship tours. Um, and, oh, like I, like saying we're not going to do the quarantine. Just oh, come straight yeah. out and do this. Yeah, and and yeah, exactly. And and I mean, you know, among other things, you know, he puts on a, a pretty good show. Um, people come out for the music, and and uh, I I visited uh, um, one of his sort of tours through L.A. and a in a, a New Year's Eve show that he did, and and so so you know, she was sort of coming up around the same time. There are also like anti-lockdown churches that are saying we're not going to close. People are coming there. She's not isn't isn't going to foreground the sort of anti-mandate thing, mm. but she is holding um, big services in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and at the, at some of the early ones I went to, I saw people with Sean Foyt merch on there. I mean, you know, it's you know, she does not foreground sort of political arguments about who she is or what she's doing, mm. but she's in, within that constellation of, of people. So, so, so the 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 answer is is I mean, there there are a lot of sort of aesthetic things I can think about that she does, which is TikTok, uh, which is um, this. You know, I say she's not a nostalgia act, but it's interesting about nostalgia, right? Is is it's um, it is like a, a modern thing looking back at something. I mean, you know, she she is she's evoking older characters um, in sort of, you know, even sort of the old timey dress she sometimes takes on. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, you know, and I, and, you know, briefly like skip through some of the, uh, you know, cal- you know, uh, faith healer history of uh, uh, Catherine Coleman or, or uh, uh, sister Amy. And she's sort of hitting some of those notes as, as, as Leah has pointed out and, and, and would say with, with more eloquence than I. And, um, but doing that in like these very, very tight um, venues, uh, as well as this timing, which I think that she really benefited from. Mm. One of the things that, yes, I, I so appreciate what you said, but one of the things that this reminded me of was there was this reporter who used to go and visit Amy Semple McPherson's services. And one of the things that they noted about her was that she was so good at keeping the crowd engaged. And so they they made there was this there's this long section on reporting about her where it said, like as soon as the crowd their interest starts to flag, she changes direction. She brings up a puppeteer or you know like a singer or something like that, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like back into it again. And that kind of intuition, so she did that live. And so to me, this reads as someone who has understood the pace and the form of and and like how our attention mm-hmm. goes now. Mm-hmm. You know, especially for people who. I don't spend a lot of time on TikTok. It's very overwhelming for me, but that's probably it's because tough. I'm too old for it or something. But I, I think that she has figured that out. And that mm, right. is like mm. a really rare, you know, who it reminds me of is this um, 
TikTok dancer Miranda Derrick, um, who is mm. whose family thinks she's involved in a cult because she is okay. a part of this church called sort of church, but it's mostly a media company called Seven M Seven Mountain Ministry or Seven M. Anyway, she has like a million bazillion followers, and she seven, does these dance seven videos. Mo- seven Mountains is that what's called? Yeah, it's that charismatic thing about like dominionist. Anyway, but but there the organization is really nebulous as to even what they are but they sort of claim kind of churchy status but she has like she's another pandemic star where she has just created all these little videos but she's got this like spiritually connection so anyway i think she's got as much in common with those folks Mm -hmm. because you you're you think about the the fact that she hasn't moved to brick and mortar is kind of interesting like she could have tried to do that now but she hasn't and i wonder if she'll live best in this, in this sphere. Right. And she's, and she's in a, in a, in a city where you could do that year round. And, you know, True. like there is a sort of like a geographic thing too, where you, you could do outdoor services year round, have these sort of, this sort of like intimate small product, which I mean, it is a compelling scene, a woman in a park healing masses. I mean, it, it, it's a very compelling scene uh, uh, to, um, to watch as a, as a, as a viewer too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, it strikes me that, I mean, like, She's like doing several, you know, I mean, like the understanding timing of TikTok is one thing. Understanding timing of the crowd is another thing. And, and she does sort of conduct the crowd very, very well. That is like if someone's going, is getting too into the into the demon thing. Oh, yeah. What does she do? She's, she's like, okay, it's time now. I mean, she in the one hand, she's talking to the demon. But if you, but it could all be sort of heard in two registers. You could be like, okay, we're like. You're like taking too much time talking yep. as a demon right yep. now. Like, yep. let's, like the, let's, let's move this yeah, along. Yeah, like stage directions. Demon for not. The, yeah. Demon well, I, you know, it's like. You know, it's like it's time for you to like yep. come out now. There were like two. It, th- there were two things I recognized that I saw in the videos from being in these kinds of environments in, in the past. And this is like over twenty years ago, so it's not like I have some special recent memory of this. But like two things that I thought were were particularly telling. One is doing something like moving a garbage pail in front of somebody is a cue to dry heave or to, <laughs> to act in a certain way. So that's one way you can do it, which is a stock part of the charismatic demon exorcism scene is the person dry heaving as though the demon is maybe in your stomach or something like that. The other thing, and I think we mentioned this a few minutes ago, was the countdown saying, demon, you will come out in three, two, one, or one, two, three. I think she actually did one, two, three, which is like you say, Sam, a total double cue. Yes, it can be talking to the demon, but she's telling the person that they are to act out in a certain way once she reaches three. Like, right. And there's a crowd expectation what's what's the what did you notice I, I have a clip here of her preaching I thought we could just listen to her preaching like what was as you were kind of hanging out with the crowds like what's the balance between her preaching and speaking in these parks and then doing the demon and the healing stuff like is it like 50 50 is the preaching like five minutes and then the other stuff hours does she actually preach for a really long time but we typically don't see that in the videos or did you not see that what what did you notice um no the, I mean the music and the preaching is is really um a a, a wind up for the for the main show um, which is the, which is the, um, the deliverance or the, the exorcism. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the ones that, that, that I visited, you know, there's like a couple, couple songs to, as the crowd is sort of arriving, she does give a message and, you know, and, and I'm not going to be a sort of a, a, a scold about, you know, one needs to sort of be heavier in theology, but like there are people who, who, who sort of dis who, who object, I mean, there are all sorts of objections to her, which we could also talk about. I mean, we're sort of like, dancing around them or, or like maybe winking at them, but like the people who are like, Oh, you know, she's not doing enough, like, th- you know, theology, she's right. not like doing scripture. Right. right? Um, that's not my, I have no dog in that fight, but you know, she has like a, a, a short, a pretty short um, uh, sermon. 
um, a, a sort of a, a lesson. Um, but but the but the main event is when she says, okay, you know, rise now. Now it's time for 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 demons to obey. And that's you, you know, judging from sort of the crowd's reaction, that is sort of what the um, uh, you know, at least an important part of why people are there. Sure. And then there are like individual uh, deliverance uh, things that happen. And then I think we, you might've, um, I'm not sure if that clip was from one of these, but there's a moment when mass deliverance happens. Oh yeah. Mm. A big group. When like everybody yep. comes yep. and this is like the, the climax. Like a Benny Hinn and, style. I've been yeah. to a Benny Hinn. Yeah. Event. Yeah. And she's just like talking to the crowd and people are falling. Right, right. Yes, the 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 demon thing I so had. So many up. Christians have okay, this. Is exactly- so this is her talking, but uh, I just sorry I didn't know it was going to start playing there when I clicked that. But um, yeah, the clip I was playing before with the de- with the screaming, there were multiple people that it was happening to at the same time. Like she wasn't just working with one person. Right. And she could kind of like, and maybe that's even part of whatever else it is. Let's say let's bracket it. That's part of the stagecraft of doing something like this is you can move on and you can kind of pace it. I thought it might be interesting to listen to her talk a little bit. This is her talking. This is an interesting Pentecost or charismatic trope where you basically are saying, look, people have criticized us saying that, oh, Jesus didn't do this stuff or Jesus wouldn't approve or it's not the right theology. But you know what? Jesus didn't do all kinds of things. So that's going to be her point here in this brief clip. So many Christians have this is exactly how deliverance is supposed to be done. And those people will disapprove of you if the way that God showed you was different. Imagine when Apostle Paul is like, here, take a handkerchief. Do you know how many people would disapprove of that? I didn't see Jesus do that. I didn't see Jesus say, take a handkerchief and demons will be cast out that way. So she's making a point that like, you know, there were things that happened after Jesus that Jesus didn't do. You know, do. even Apostle Peter, people were coming under his shadow. Demons were being cast out. People were being healed. I don't see Jesus doing that. How many people were saying, oh, no, we need to do it Jesus way. Jesus didn't cast out demons that way. But God- so she's clearly responding to to some of the criticism even that you've mentioned, Sam. Although it's funny, I did a big, I, I did kind of a medium deep dive on Google to try to find like criticism of her. There's not a lot and they're really good at scrubbing their socials of stuff. Like it's, they're a hundred percent on point. Like every, they're, they're, there's no, you can comment on their stuff, but there's no negative. They must have someone on that 24 seven. There's no negative commentary on anything. But I did find a video of somebody doing kind of like a, it was actually honestly kind of a boring takedown. Like, can you believe her? You know, he, he also didn't think women should be speaking in church or something too. So there was that. But. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think that's um, Chris uh, Rose Brow, Rose Brow, yeah. um, who, um, yeah. And I mean, they've, um, they've, yeah, they, they, you know, she, she's posted some responses to, th- to, to criticisms that actually I think she's taken down uh, after they've oh. sort of been seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, it's, you know, writing about these, these social, these social media people is like such a, such a moving, such a moving, um, ever evolving thing. Like you, the, the records that they create are on the, on the one hand, so, so, um, there's so much to go through, but it also, it could be down the next day. It's, it's a, um, it's a particular kind of interesting challenge writing about like, uh, contemporary media makers. Cause it, it, it shifts so, so frequently. Well, one of the things that, um, I, I'm always curious to see what's going to be next. And as we wrap up our time, um, with you, Sam, first off, Thank you so much for spending time with us talking about your excellent article, which was so fun to read. I laughed out loud several times. <laughs> it was really good. It was um, really good. You're, yeah. you're a really good writer. People should yeah. read this. It was so fun. Um, but what are you looking for? What do you see? Because you're an expert on those kind of new media makers, 
What do you see on the horizon? What are you paying attention to? Mm. Yeah, I, um, I, I ran, I, I had a, I'm in the middle of, of, um, um, doing some apartment hunting now. And I, by chance ran into a, a, a landlord at a place and I, and I was just sort of making small talk or I didn't run into him by chance, but I was speaking to the landlord and, and I, he asked what I, what I do. And, and I, um, gave a, a short answer and he says, this was before the piece published. And he says, Oh, wow. Like, Oh, so you write about, you know, these like, um, kind of, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of like fringe or, sort of, you know, what, what scholars would say, you know, new religious movement people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, have you heard of this person who's big in LA? I was, I was like following her. Her name is Catherine Crick. Uh, and I, and I and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you don't even know. Credibility right yeah, there. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I was just emailing with my editor, like just closing this piece. And, um, and then he gives me a, and, and so we talk and talk and talk and he gives me a list of, of people to check out. Um, oh, nice. And on the one hand, it was like, I mean, it was just, it was a kind of an affirmation that like this person is like entering into streams and just by chance, I entered into a conversation with somebody who's, who was like really interested in her. I mean, he was interested in sort of discerning whether she was the real deal or not. So, I mean, he, people like that are interesting to me who are the sort of discerning public. Um, and, and like what, what, what the discerning consumer of this sort of stuff is looking for is interesting to me. So I'm interested in talking to more people like that mm. who are like assessing all of these Instagram prophets and TikTok yeah. apostles and are saying, like, what sort of process are they going through to say, oh, that one, I, I like that one. And why, why that one? And why is that one no longer mm-hmm. legitimate to them? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of options. And, you know, I was asking this guy, what, what sort what is he, what is he being fed on his social media? And he's like, yeah, you know, like, because I follow so-and-so, because I went to Calvary, right. she probably showed up. Yep. The algorithm mm-hmm. gave her yep. to me. Yeah. Yep. And then, and because it's LA, I was like, do you get fed like are are the astral projectors also sort of coming into your feed and he's like yeah sometimes but i you know i'm not into that Mm -hmm. but but those sort of crossovers of just of what what people are consuming and um yeah go back to sort of discerning what are they deciding to why go down this um you know rabbit hole yeah and not the other one and how far are you going to go down that one um so so i'm interested in, in, in 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 how people navigate all of these options that are on, on offer now. Um, Sam, because you brought up the phrase new religious movement, we joke about the use of the word cult mm-hmm. versus new religious movement <laughs> on the show here because it has a tie into the first episode we ever recorded back in 2018. Um, I, yeah, I, I read in an interview that you, you were defending the, the use of the word cult a little bit saying some people actually really like to be called. They like the word cult, right? What do you think? Should we say cult right. or new religious movement? Um, yeah, this, I mean, this is like a, this is like a, like a, a fraught topic, I guess for some people, mostly for religion, yes, for religion people, because cult could obviously <laughs> not, be not, you know, I don't think for the public right. so much. Um, That's why I make fun of Leah about it. And, I'm like, this is like super woke. And, academia. I, and I think even, <laughs> and I think even in, even in, um, casual conversation, the Academy will, they, they know what mm-hmm. that, that one, that, that one, that, that cult communicates a lot right, to right. a public. 
Um, you know, if you ask anybody probably like how they're, you know, how well attended their undergrad classes are that are about cults, um, it's probably yes, quite high. Yeah, I want to work that into a title. Um, you want to call it religion for sure. 435, right. new religious so, movements. So even, right, even if it's a scold to say this thing, this word does a, does a certain work. And, and yeah, I mean, words carry meanings. Uh, words also carry multiple meanings. And um, I mean, the, the, so, so the, you know, the, 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 the thing with cult for me, I, I suppose, is that it, it just has a lot of meetings uh, in, in different venues. And, you know, a, a thing about this sort of corner of the world that I'm in right now is that, and there's a lot of investment, I think, in, I think people are into the idea of California being a sort of fertile crescent for weird religion. Um, I mean, there's a lot of like a production of media about that. Um, and, that, that there is a perennial audience for this. I just think it, it just d- deserves more thinking about like that. I think there's, there's something more happening with cult more than a pejorative that is worth. Uh, thinking That's about. a great take. That was like, that was said like a scholar. I hate to say it to you. But that was <laughs> oh. excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sam. We really appreciate your work and thanks for taking time to talk with us. Super. Thank cool. you guys. Check out Sam's article on thelandmag.com about Catherine Crick. It's really good. Um, And it will be there as long as you have the internet. Hey, thanks for listening, weirdos. Find us on weirdreligion.com and also Twitter and other places. Instagram, all the socials. Yeah. And Facebook if you are of a certain age. (laughs) Join us. Join us. Oh, no, we say that at the end or the beginning. Mm, They can still join. It's I thought that your objection would be that she's like scamming people and I didn't like oh. nail her. No, 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 no. You're just like, oh, she's like not that good. <laughs> I know, that's like, which I is like, like, what are you talking about? She's excellent. Which I, is, like, which I, I like. I know. Well, which I, which, but I like that as the objection. It's like, I've seen better.